Hey, this is the Thrive Church Podcast. Our hope is this message will help you thrive with God and thrive in life. We'd love to have you join us on a Sunday soon. Enjoy the message. Welcome to Thrive Church at Home. We're so glad you're joining us, whether you're joining us from Facebook, live, YouTube. We are so glad you're here. You know, in this time of physical distancing, I'm so glad that we can gather, come together, um, and, uh, and really just talk about the goodness of God, encourage one another. Know today, God loves you, He is for you, and we love you. Hey, if this is your first time tuning in to Thrive Church, know there's a place for you. Don't feel like an outsider. Don't feel like you're looking uh, from outside in. You belong here. There's a place for you. We're so glad you are joining us. You know, this past month has been full of challenges, shifts, moving to physical distancing, and maybe for some uh, isolation, uh, working from home, or maybe you've been laid off homeschooling, oh man, uh, changing routines and even how you grocery shop. There's been a lot of uncertainty about the future. Uh, when will this whole thing end? What, when will we get back to normal? And when we do, what will that new normal be? How's the economy going to look like? Will I have a job again? You know, when can I hug my friends again? Or when do I have to say no to that hug from my friend again? Um, but this past month of, has been full of challenges, shifts, uncertainty. And with this, you know, there's many people who, who are feeling ex- anxious, for some fear, for thoughts of fear, maybe even depressed. But, you know, whatever challenges, obstacles, opposition you are facing today, whether it's family, maybe in your mind, emotions, financial provision, maybe in health, I want to tell you today that God's got this and he's got you. That God has got this and he's got you. In the midst of everything going on with COVID, in the economy, everything that's happening in your life outside of COVID that has nothing to do with it. You're like, Josiah, there's stuff happening that isn't even anything to do with it. I want to tell you today, God has got this and he's got you. You know, Romans 8, 38, 39, I love it. This is probably my favorite scripture. It says this, For I am persuaded that neither death nor life, nor angels, nor principalities, nor powers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor height, nor depth, nor any other created thing will be able to separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. God loves you so much. There is nothing nothing that can separate you from his love, how much he loves you. And in Romans 8, 32, it says this, um, it says that God didn't, he just didn't just say, I love you. He proved it with his actions. Romans 8, 32 in the Passion, I love how it puts it. It says, for God has provided his love by giving us his greatest treasure, the gift of his son. And since God freely offered him up as a sacrifice for us all, He certainly won't withhold from us anything else he has to give. God gave his best, Jesus, for you, and he is not going to hold anything back from you. Today, no matter what is in front of you, no matter what you are facing, know this, God has got this and he has got you. God has got this and he has got you because he loves you. And if God is for you, who can be against you? He is your provider. He is your healer. 
He is your peace. God has got this, and God has got you. You know, God, he spoke the whole world into existence. God knows the beginning from the end. He's not bound by time. He is, there's nothing greater than him. There's nothing stronger than him. And this God that we serve, he's got good plans for you. Jeremiah 29, 11, it says, For I know the plans that I have for you, says the Lord. They are plans for good and not disaster, to give you a future and a hope. This promise that God has for you is not changed by what challenges are happening around you, what's happening in the world. His plans, his purposes, his promises are true in the midst of everything that's going on. They are true in the midst of everything that's going on. Thriving is not determined by what's happening around in the environment around you. It is thriving really is no matter what's happening around you, you will thrive because God is with you. Because God's got this and he's got you. God is all powerful. He is, all, he is, there's nothing greater than him, nothing stronger than him. He knows the beginning from the end. He knows this. And today, if there's two things, I have two things for you to remember. If you only take away two things, these are two things that I want you to take away. The first one is this, is this. The first one is God has got this and he's got you. God has got this and he's got you. If you zoned out for the first little bit of when I was talking, the first thing I want you to remember is this. God has got this and he has got you. You know, Romans uh, 8.28 says, And we know that God causes everything to work together for good of those who love God and are called according to his purpose for them. God will work all things out for your good and for his purpose. Can I just say this? God did not cause COVID-19. He did not bring a pandemic as some sort of punishment for sin. All punishment for sin was put on Jesus on the cross. God did not cause this pandemic, but know what? God will use what's happening and cause it for your good and for his purposes. He loves you. The Bible says that every good and perfect gift comes from above. God did not cause this pandemic, but know what? In the midst of everything that's going on, God will work it out for your good and for his plans and purposes. And know what? He's got good plans, good purposes for you. James 1.17, that's where it says that every gift God freely gives us is good and perfect. Streaming down from the father of lights who shines from the heavens who, uh, with no hidden shadow or darkness and never uh, subject to change. God didn't bring this pandemic, but know what? He's going to bring you through it and he's going to bring you out on the other side, working things for your good and for her, his purposes. You know, God has got this and he's got you. Whatever this is for you, because we all have different thises what is this? You know, whether it's your future, your family, your health, finances, provision, a job, peace, whatever this is, God has got this and God has got you. He's got you. You know, in Matthew 6, 35, Jesus is talking and he says this, this is why I tell you to never be worried about your life for all that you need will be provided such as food, water, clothing, everything your body needs. Isn't there more to, uh, to your life than a meal? Isn't your body more than clothing? 
Yeah, for me, it's all muscle. Um, uh, look at all the birds. Do you think, that was for my wife, a joke there. Um, do you think they uh, worry about their existence? They don't plant or reap uh, or sow food, yet your heavenly Father provides them each with food. Aren't you much more valuable to your Father than they? So which one of you, by worrying, could add anything to their life? And why worry about your clothing? Look at all the beautiful flowers in the field. They don't work or toil. And yet not even Solomon in all of his splendor was robed with beauty more than one of these. So, God, so if God has clothed the meadows with hay, which is here for a short time and then dried up and burnt, won't he provide for you the clothes you need even though you live with such little faith? So then forsake worry. Why would you say, what will I eat? What will I drink? Or what will I wear? For that is what unbelievers chase after. Doesn't your heavenly father already know the things your bodies require? So above all, constantly chase after the realm of God's kingdom and the righteousness that proceeds from him, then all these less important things will be given to you abundantly. Refuse to worry about tomorrow, but deal with each challenge that comes your way one day at a time. Tomorrow will take care of itself. I think that's so good of a reminder of that God, he loves you. He loves you more than those birds that he takes care of. He loves you more than how the fields are clothed. If God loves you how, so much, he's got you. He's got you. He will provide for you. He's got you covered. He gave his only son, he gave his son for you. He will not withhold anything from you. You know, I believe someone watching today needs to hear this. God, he's got you. He's got this. You know, you may feel like you don't know how you're going to get out of it, how it's going to end. You don't see it. Can I just tell you right now? God has got this and he's got you. That when you are weak, he is strong. That he is your provider. He is your peace. That God is working behind the scenes. That he will bring all things for your good. He will provide all your needs according to his riches and glory in Christ Jesus. God has got you. God has got you. Today, the first thing, if you zoned out, the first thing is this. Know that God's got this and he's got you. Now, the second thing that if you take only two things away that I want you to remember, it, it comes out of Matthew 6, 7. Uh, so that's just before what we just read. Matthew 6, 7, it says, Jesus said, when you pray, there is no need uh, to repeat empty phrases, praying like those who don't know God, for they accept God to uh, they expect God to hear them because of their many words. There is no need to imitate them, since your Father uh, already knows what you need before you ask Him. Your Father already knows what you need before you ask Him. It's not good that God knows what you need even before you ask Him. He knows what you need. He knows what this is in your life. And he's got this. He's got you. But in reading that, have you ever thought, okay, if God's got this, if he's all powerful, if he's all knowing, if he knows before I pray, 
what I need, why, why pray? Like, why even pray? Why do that if God knows what I'm going to say before I say it? Since, he, since I pray, he already knows. He knows the beginning from the end. Why pray? Have you ever wondered that? Hey, I want to show you a little video of my son Levi and I, and we're going to build something. Check this out. Guess it turned on. Here, come this way and I'll show you. Come over here. I yep. Come on, right here. You do it. I do it. Okay, you do it. I do it. Okay, Daddy and Levi. Here, can you give me the screw? Okay, put it in there. Good. Okay. <gasps> what did we build? What about your mommy? Wow. Look at that. Good job. You know, in, in that little clip there of Levi and I building, I could have built that step on my own, right? I knew what the next step was to do. I actually bought all that stuff. I was the one who brought the screws, the wood, the drill. I knew how to, I knew how to do all that. I probably could have done it faster on my own, but I wanted to, and I chose to include my son Levi in the process of building. I chose to include Levi in the process of building. I invited Levi to be part of the process, to be with him, to spend time with him, to teach him something, to impart what I know and who I am, a little bit of who I am into him, and to make him part of what I am building. So why does God want you to pray? I think in the same way, God could, can do everything on his own if he wanted to. He could do everything on his own if he wanted to because he's got this, he's got you. And probably could be much faster if God just did things on his own, but he chooses to invite us to be part of his process and to be part of what he's building through prayer. God invites us to be part of his process through prayer, part of his process of building uh, through prayer. Just as a dad includes his son, how I included my son in building that step, you know, your heavenly father includes you in his process of building through prayer. Prayer is really talking with God as well as listening with God, just spending time with him in his presence. And your heavenly father invites you to be part of the process of what he's building. And what he's building on the earth is his kingdom. He's building his kingdom. Jesus says uh, in verse nine, after what we just read, he says, hey, participate in the process by this, praying your kingdom come. You really, you're praying and building, being part of building his kingdom. Give us this day, our daily bread. You're part of the process of God providing your daily needs. You know, forgive as we, uh, as we also forgive. Deliver us um, from the evil one. You know, when you pray prayers of faith, you are participating in his process. God's building, uh, building God's kingdom and bringing his will to earth. God could have chose to do this any way he wanted, but he chose for us to come with him, spend time with him in prayer, and through that, 
be part of his process of building. You know, when you come to talk to God about praying for your family or protection, provision for our nation, our friends, for our church, what you're doing is you're actually responding to your heavenly father and being part of the process being part of his process. Like a little kid working with his dad, you're working with your heavenly father. He really, he has all the tools. He, it's really him doing the building, just like in that little clip. It was really just me doing the building, but Levi was part of it. Same thing with us is we're praying when we spend time with God that we are partnering with God and part of the process. You know, your heavenly father, he loves spending time with you building with you, and as well as imparting who he is with you through prayer. Prayers of faith change things, not because of our prayers, but who we're praying to, who we have faith in, our God through Jesus, right? Like little Levi giving me that screw, uh, we are participating in his plan and in his process. God is inviting you to be part of his process through prayer. So the second thing, if you take two things, I just, if you take this away, is that I want to remind you and encourage you to be a part of his process through prayer. Be a part of his process through prayer. The first thing is God's got you and he's got this. The second thing is be a part of his process through prayer. When you pray prayers of faith, things happen. All throughout the Bible, you see people who prayed and God moved and things changed when they prayed prayers of faith. You know, I think pray, prayer, praying isn't supposed to be something burdensome or tiring, but it's actually God inviting us to be a part of his process, which is exciting. You know, I remember when I was, I think maybe five, six, um, I stayed home with my dad. Uh, my mom and my sister were out and uh, my dad at the time, he was a maintenance man and he was on call. So if he got a call to the pager, he would look at it and then he would have to go and respond and fix something at one of these buildings. So I was hanging out with my dad, watching cartoons, Saturday morning, it was good. And then all of a sudden, beep, 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 and looked at his pager. Now, for some of you, you don't know what that is, Google it. But he looked at his pager and he saw that, okay, I gotta go uh, to this call. So. I, at like six-year-old Josiah, I was so excited. I got to go into the work van. I got to sit up front. Uh, I was a tall kid. Um, I got to sit up front I, and we drove to this random, uh, uh, like this apartment building that my dad was responsible for. We went to this random person's house and we were fixing the sink and I held the tool. I was loving it. And I gave him the tool as he's waiting and, the, and it was great. And we finished that up and we were just literally just closed the door and then beep, 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 there was something else. So then I went with my dad to the next call and this happened about four more times. And I thought this was amazing. It wasn't a burden for me to just hold that tool or go with him. And it was actually exciting because I got to work with my dad at five, six, that it wasn't a burden at all, but exciting. I think God, in the same way, has invited us into his process through prayer. And that is actually exciting that we get to be a part of what God is doing, what God is building. And that it's really that we get to be like that little kid, that little Josiah, just holding the wrench and just handing it, being a part of it, uh, being a part of the process and spending time with him uh, and, and letting him impart into us. 
And as he builds his kingdom, we get to be a part. I think prayer isn't, isn't a burden, but it's actually an exciting thing where we get to work with our Father God and what he's got. I think that's why in Matthew 18, 3, it says, uh, learn this well, unless you dramatically change your way of thinking and become teachable and learn about heaven's kingdom realm with the eyes, uh, with the wide-eyed wonder of a child, you will never be able to enter in. I think we get the opportunity to approach God and his kingdom like little Josiah or like a kid where we're excited to work with the Father. We're excited to pray. We're excited to be a part of his process that he has. You know, Jesus invites us. In Matthew eleven twenty eight, it says this, Are you tired? Are you worn out? Are you burnt out of religion? Come to me. Get away with me and you'll recover your life. Learn the unforced rhythms of grace. I won't lay anything heavy or ill-fitting on you. Take company with me and you'll learn to live freely and lightly. No, Jesus invites us to come to him, to spend time with him, and, and to really to work with him and learn how he does things. That we get to be part of his process of just like a little kid, of just going to work with our dad, holding that little screw or holding that wrench, saying, here you go. He's provided what we need, and we get to be a part of his process. You know, God has got this. He's got you. God has chosen to include you as well in part of his process, bringing peace, health, wholeness, provision, protection through prayer, through prayer. This week, I want to encourage you. God's got this. He's got you. And I want to encourage you to respond to God's invitation and be part of his process in prayer be a part of his process. He's got this. He knows what you need before you pray it. But I believe God wants you to be part of his process in prayer, building something with him. And when you do, things change. When you pray for your family, your friends, our city, our church, our government, our nation, things happen, things change. Prayers of faith can change a nation. They can heal a nation. You know, 2 Chronicles seven fourteen. it says this, if my people, that's you, who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then I will hear from heaven and I will forgive their sins and heal their lands. You know, what you need, what our families need, what our church needs, what our city, province, nation really needs is for you and I to respond to God and be part of his process, be part of his process in prayer. And as you do, I believe that God will heal our land. Today, if you only remember two things, remember this, God's got this and he's got you and be a part of his process through prayer. Know this, God loves you so much. He loves you so much that he spared no expense he gave Jesus his son for you. He gave his only son for you so that you could have certainty in him in uncertain times, that you could have certainty on earth and certainty for eternity with him. Hey, if you're joining today and you've never made Jesus Lord of your life, I want to give you an opportunity today to say, I want to make Jesus Lord of my life. I want to do life with Jesus.
You know, Jesus says that I've come to give you life and life to the full. In the midst of everything going on, there is peace, there is hope, that is an eternal hope for you. If you're here today and you say, it, just I want to make Jesus Lord of my life, or I want to hit the restart button because just life has happened and I just want to hit restart with God, would you just repeat this after me? Jesus, thank you for dying on the cross, rising again so I can have life, fullness, peace with you. I make you Lord of my life. I believe you rose from the dead. Thank you for loving me, for accepting me. Today, I say, you've got this. You've got me. In Jesus' name, amen. Hey, if you've prayed that for the first time, I'd love for you to uh, let us know. Uh, down in the description below, there is a link called Connect. If you're new here or you prayed that for the first time, I'd love to, for, to uh, connect with you, let you know what happened. Or if you're just tuning in for the first time, you want to get connected with Thrive, you can click on, click on that link and we'd love to get in touch with you. Hey, I want to pray for you before we go. I want to pray a prayer of faith that God has got this. He's got you. But let's right now participate in this process and pray. Father, I just thank you for every single person watching. God, I thank you that you love them so much. Father, I thank you that if you are for us, who can be against us? Father, I thank you that you are a provider, you are our healer, you are protection, you are our peace. So Father, I thank you right now that peace would fill hearts where there is anxiety or fear. I thank you for peace right now, filling hearts in Jesus' name. Father, I thank you that your word says you provide all of our needs according to your riches and glory in Christ Jesus. So Father, I pray for, for provision. Father, if there's uh, provision needing of jobs or resources, Father, I thank you for that. For contracts, for businesses, Father, I call that in Jesus' name. Father, I thank you for protection for our families, for our church family, for every single person watching. Father, I thank you that we abide under your shadow and that nothing, no plague, no virus, nothing will come near our house, our dwelling. I declare health, wholeness in Jesus' name. Father, I thank you for courage arising in people right now, for hope arising in people right now. Father, I thank you that you've got good plans, a hope, a future. And God, this morning, we say, God, you've got this, and God, we know you've got me. You've got me. In Jesus' name, amen. No, we love you. If God is for you, who can be against you? Thank you for listening to Thrive Church Podcast. We hope this message helped you thrive with God and thrive in life. We'd love to have you join us a Sunday soon. For more information about Thrive Church, you can go to our website, thrivecalgary.ca. See you next time.